Welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome, everyone. This is like a record. We've recorded... I know. Four, like four consistently in a row. In a row. <laughs> well, you know... Happens. I, I, I'll tell you, I, it, it could be that the time that we've picked to do this just works better. Um, I know that, that for my part, it's like when 8.30 rolls around, I'm thinking, sheesh, yeah. I, hope, I, hope, I hope he says he can't do it because I don't want to get up and do it. Because um, yeah. I'm, you know, sitting in my room watching TV. And then, you know, when it, it doesn't take very much for me to get into a momentum. It's like once... Once it's like, okay, I guess we're doing it. And then in 30 seconds, I'm into it and, and I'm fine, you know? So it works out really well time-wise time, time wise for me. The funny thing is, like, when I'm in the morning, when I'm taking a shower and thinking to myself what I want to say, I'm all excited about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can say that and I need to say this. And usually I forget most of the stuff I'm thinking of. But in the mornings, I'm always excited about it. And then... Uh, by the time I get out of, out of work, I'm kind of like, uh, I just want to lay down and veg or something. Yeah, but I well, you know, I could do mornings too. Today but doing mornings for me would mean like five thirty in the morning. So I don't think you want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. Okay, <laughs> I'm not a friend of five thirty in the morning. Um, let's see. Last week we talked about pornography addiction and. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically went over what it is, kind of how you can tell if you've got a problem or if someone else has a problem. But I think we should go all the way here and talk about, I guess, first of all, avoiding the problem. Right. And second of all, um, you know, some of the yeah. steps you can take. Because it's not like anyone's going to listen to this and be like, oh, I'm cured of pornography addiction. But, but yeah, right. And you there know what, are guys- some things you have to do. Let's let's be clear here. If if you're if you're viewing pornography, it's a problem. When when we say you have a problem, we mean that it's beyond a a mere temptation that you give into. We're we're talking about it be, being something that you no right. longer have the willpower to to resist the piece by piece temptations that come along. But right. There's there's you're, never you're a, at a situation where, where pornography is not help. a problem. Right. And if if you look at it and decide you want to quit and try to stop looking at it and you continue to look at it, then you've got a bigger problem. Right. I guess, first of all, let's talk about avoiding the whole thing altogether. And I I don't think there's a lot of people that'll help, but I it is a jumping off point because mm-hmm. I, I most guys by now have have either looked at it and kind of developed a habit or not looked at or looked at it and didn't develop a habit. But um, I don't know if there's young, young men out there who, who are getting their taste of freedom for the first time and, and suddenly find themselves uh, looking at it more and more. There are a few things they ought to do. Um, and there's you a know, book. I, there's a jumping off point right there that, that I can make that, that things can quickly devolve okay um i won't use any names and i don't think anybody will be able to go back and and find any records that that would reveal names so i'm just going to say this um the guy that i roomed with um my first year of college 
uh, with yeah. somebody that I knew prior and we both went to the same school. We decided to go ahead and room together and you know, he had gone like the week before for, or like, I don't know, maybe three weeks before, whatever it was. Cause he was on the football team. Um, and he had gone, you know, cause they were in training and stuff like that. And so when I got there and, and, you know, mom, dad took me all out and, you know, we all had dinner and stuff and they dropped me off. Okay. So then like first or second night that we're there and he's like, you know, we're just kind of chatting. He says, you know, it doesn't this kind of like, you know, you're, you're kind of like on your own and you're free to just do what you want. Doesn't it kind of make you want to do something? And I said, well, yeah, I, I don't know, I guess. And he said, yeah, like order penthouse. So he had ordered a subscription to penthouse. Oh, so because so, that was his, okay. yeah. So, Cause, and it tied it like exactly what you're, you were saying, young man, and you're kind of on your own and, and you've got this sort of, uh, freedom that you might want to explore a little bit. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't think it was even, uh, I want to say Christmas yet, you know, not even halfway through the year. And yeah, this guy had like, I don't know, every kind of like filthy mag that, you know, beyond penthouse, like stacked up all in, his, of them. in his closet and stuff. It's like, it, it just like, like avalanched. You know, as yeah. uh, you know, that, so, so yeah, I mean, right at the beginning, if you're thinking, Hey, I can do this, you know, out of a sense of some kind of freedom, boy, that's a big warning sign. That's a big red flag. Stop there and say, Hey, right. wow, I've got this freedom. Pick something else to, to go do with your freedom. I don't have to answer to anybody. I can, I don't know, go volunteer your time at the church or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that is the thing. It, it does, it, it, it develops really quickly. Um, but I think, it, but most guys, when they look at it, it's not so much because of wanting to express their freedom or, or experience their freedom. A lot of times it's just flat out lust. Oh yeah. yeah. And, um, I mean, Jesus was pretty clear on how to fight lust and that's, at the beginning, when you think of a woman, that's right. It's it's and and it's really not much harder than that. Mm-hmm. Just don't think about it. You shouldn't be thinking about women that way. If you don't think about women that way, uh, you won't get trapped in 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 some kind of uh, addiction like that because it, it'll be out of your mind. Right, right. Uh, um, there's a book by. Stephen, what's his name? Hold on. Stephen Arterburn and Fred Stoker. Okay. It's a um, it's a Protestant book that is used by Protestant uh, pornography support groups a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he talks a lot about eye bouncing, and I I kind of grabbed onto that that phrase because. Um, so what does he mean by it? So you you can't help seeing women, uh, right? You're going to see them all the time. The, the total aspect of a woman, right? Right. The point is to look away when you see one that that you know causes that gives you interest, and to look away oh. right away. Okay. Um, yeah. And the idea is that it 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 creates a a it creates a habit, a physical mm-hmm. habit. <clears throat> right. And it's right. um 
It's what Catholics would have called custody of the eyes. Right. But when we, I mean, most guys, we, we're already, most of us are already in the habit. When you see a woman, uh, you Check turn her out. to her. Yeah. Not away it's a, from her. It's a, and, and it's a natural habit to do that in the sense that we're right. kind of wired to want to see women. But creating a, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. It, it's a, it's a biological, neurological, pathway in your brain that you kind of program Mm -hmm. yeah so that the sight of a woman gives you an immediate reaction that you don't have to think about anymore once you develop uh, and it usually develop it it into a reflex actually right and it and i mean if you start doing it consciously you'll find out that it, it takes about a month to two months to develop that as a habit but once you do develop it as a habit your life gets a whole lot easier. There's another book by Drek Masters that's more Catholic um, that talks about talks about that, and and it's actually the the first part of conquering a uh, pornography addiction it is it really starts there when you just you're out on the street, you see women, bounce your eyes away quickly because uh, developing that habit will. It'll help even if you do have an addiction already. It'll help cure that addiction mm-hmm. uh, because it'll be on your mind less. Right, right. And while you're developing the habit, I mean, you you know, you're training the physical reaction, but you're also training the intention because there's a reason right. that you're you're doing that. And it's it's on the one hand, it's not. I mean, you 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 you've got to cult and culturate this mindset. Um, cultivate this mindset okay yeah you 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 might be doing it uh as a habit if you're if you've already got a a addiction and you might be thinking okay the the reason i'm doing this is because i need to break this addiction um but you know this is this should be something that that young men are developing as a habit anyway that that basically any woman that isn't a friend that they're seeing in friendship or in some kind of you know, uh, you know whether it's a work colleague or something like that. Any woman that that they would tend to look at for her physical characteristics, they ought to be cultivating that that idea of turning away. And the reason is out of respect for women. And so you're also yeah. cultivating that intention of having respect for women. Jason and I did a podcast. I I can't remember it was a couple years ago, but we talked about Catholic sex. And the the approach to sex uh, funny is better if it's sex. Catholic, huh? <laughs> I said it sounds well, funny the, when you say that with Catholic sex. Yeah, <laughs> the thing is, you'll find that sex itself is much better if you take the Catholic approach. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Another big part of um, avoiding it is just common sense things like putting your computer in a place where other people can see you while you're on it right right Um, and and, you know once upon a time that was an easy aspect of the solution okay we have a family computer put it in a public part of the house well these days everybody has a tablet or a laptop and you just you know close it up and and schlep off to wherever with it okay well you know you've got to develop some rules for yourself then if, yeah. if that's a source of temptation for you. 
It's even and, a it's even a part of a lot of people's like bedtime routine. They lay in bed and either read from an iPad or they just watch YouTube while they're laying there until they fall asleep. Right, right. If that does seem to be a temptation, you got to stop that. You just got to make the rule. Find, I'm not going to something else. Look pick, at it. Pick up a paper book. Make that your bedtime yeah. routine or something. You know, find something to replace it. You can still have the physical routine, but do it in a way that it can't turn into that temptation and then it's it, you know at, at that point if, if you've got that it's like well if you're if you're you know saying well instead of reading this book i'm gonna go get my tablet so that i can watch another youtube video all right now what you're doing is setting up an excuse for yourself well that can be your red yeah. flag and it might be easier to resist that than once you've already got it right in front of you and it's it's a you know a few clicks away or whatever you know the the thing is, um, if you do have an addiction and I've, um, I'm involved with a group that was just recently started here in Cincinnati to, uh, help men with that problem. Oh, no um, kidding. I, well, I was in a Protestant group for about 10 years help and one of the leaders there too, but, uh, I couldn't get the archbishop to start one here in Cincinnati and wow. I wanted the archbishop's, uh, blessing on it. Yeah. Uh, before I did it. So, uh, we did actually just recently start that, uh, about, about a half a year ago. But, um, of all the men that I've talked to with this problem, there is one rule that every guy I've talked to who made that his rule and stuck with it, uh, pretty much kicked the habit. At least, um, you know, I like a lot of what, a lot of these rules you make for yourself and then, and then if you, uh, get better at whatever you're attempting, uh, you tend to bend the rules a little bit and people uh, slip back into old habits. Right, but, right. If you're, if you're really at a point where, where you gotta make a hard stop and you gotta do whatever you can to get out of that habit, um, eliminating electronic, uh, entertainment, unless you're with another person. So, uh, um, okay. So if you're going to watch TV, uh, you're up with your wife watching TV. She goes right. to sleep, TV goes off, that kind of stuff. Right. And then, you know, you get on the computer. A lot of people like forums. Uh, well, people yeah. used to like forums. People don't really go to forums it, anymore. Do the, but yeah, everybody it, posts pictures on Facebook instead of going to forums. Yeah, and Facebook has about taken stuff. its place. I don't <clears throat> think a whole lot. Of, I see the guys I hang around with are never on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a girl thing or not. I, I don't know. Or I'm if hardly it's more ever on of a Facebook. Girl thing. I, you know, what the only time I ever go on Facebook is when I write something on my blog, and then I'll say, yeah. okay, I'm going to go post this on Facebook, and I log in, I post it, and I get off. Um, <laughs> that's the only right. time I'm on Facebook. I don't even like I when when we post these podcasts. Usually, I post it on the Facebook page. Uh huh. I I usually don't even look to see if there are any responses. For all I know, nobody even sees them. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> but uh, okay. So anyway, right. You you do a lot of entertaining yourself on the computer. It's become most people's chief uh, source of entertainment. Well, mm-hmm. it was a computer. Nowadays, it's just the phone. Uh, if you're looking at your phone to keep your mind busy or to entertain yourself, that's the kind of thing you would want to stop and only use uh, your phone to when you have to communicate 
or you know you're looking up something on Google real quick to answer a question, things like that. Right. But stopping that as a source of entertainment is everyone I've talked to who has done that had great success with it. You know that makes a lot of sense because that's the one source of entertainment that it's you know access to smut is like just you know yeah it's right there and, it's, it's, and it's, we talked uh you know. we talked about ritualization uh last week mm-hmm. and that's a huge part of the ritual you get on your phone and you say i'm just going to look uh respond to some people on facebook or look through these forums and ah. somehow you know that that's part of the ritual to get to uh, another website that you shouldn't be on and it yeah. just it for most guys that is part of the ritual and once you picked out your phone to look at something you're already already spiraling and you know where it's going to end up that's right that's right that makes sense so cut out electronic entertainment as a or cut out electronics as a source of entertainment unless you're with someone that you're you're doing it together yeah as, as you know then it's yeah so if you're watching a family movie or or if you and your wife are watching a movie or something like that that's different then um, we talked about controlling your eyes, but another big part of it, because men have such vivid imaginations, another part is just controlling your thoughts. Um, yeah, the mind's eye. And I, I know that sounds difficult. It's like, don't think pink. And it's, uh, almost impossible then to not think pink, but no, it's but really not that hard. Is think something else. Yeah, think blue. Right. And if, if you have, a a ready set of things that you can think about it's just like jones and if you're if you're you know you want to drink or you want to uh smoke weed or whatever it is that you're uh having a problem with you you get a craving and if you busy yourself busy your hands busy your mind Mm -hmm. uh it will it goes away it doesn't take that long to make it go away Right. So if right. you have, um, if you have a set of things that you can think about as kind of a, an emergency plan, um, that will keep your mind busy, you'll find that it's not hard not to think pink. And, um, you know, I, I, I have a suspicion. I, you know, and maybe you've even run into this and, and, you know, with, with guys that you've helped or whatever, but, um, I have a suspicion that it doesn't take that long to get past a craving or a temptation for, for this kind of stuff. Now, now if it's, you know, you, you compare it, you compare it to like chemical things like, like marijuana or alcohol and those, because there's a, a, maybe a different kind of physical component might not be the case. But when it comes to pornography, I have a feeling it doesn't take that long to get past it. If you can find something to do for five minutes, yeah, that's probably and, and most guys are are pretty easily uh, distracted, distracted from things. Yeah, um, it, walk out in the garage. I talked to and one guy who, who carried around math problems it. in his pocket. <laughs> well, there's a way to he do it. He would pull them out of his pocket, <laughs> try to try to figure out a math problem in his head without writing anything down. Uh-huh. And, uh, even though he never solved the math problems, he, you know, within a minute or two, he had forgotten all about it and he's thinking about something else now. But you know it what? Just, it doesn't take long. Doesn't have to be math problems either. Carry around a pocket yep. Sudoku or a pocket crossword or, 
something if if you yeah. if that's the kind of thing that could help you or like I said have a ready list of projects around the house cuz usually you're at home with these kinds of things you know temptations and stuff would yeah. hit have have a ready list of projects that you can say all right I'm going to go and go to this place and start planning how this how I would do this project uh, whether it's organizing your garage or your basement, uh, or if you know if you'd really like to kind of replan how your kitchen works, or if you know that uh, you know if you're going to have to replace your toilet soon, or whatever it is, start working stuff out. Or you know, I need to build some shelves in the living room or something. Let me start taking some measurements. Just spend five minutes doing a, some of the preparatory yeah. work for a project. Yeah, uh, I expect, yeah, if you find projects that you can only spend five minutes, uh, like I'm going to clean out my desk. Uh, oh yeah. And right. basically pull out one drawer, clean out half the drawer. You're, by the time you get halfway through a drawer, you're not thinking about it anymore. No, no, you're um, thinking about all the stuff. Oh, and you where know what's good? And how to organize and yeah. What's a, that? A Rubik's Cube. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you can get instructions for how to solve them online. Yeah. And uh, once you start trying to solve it, um, then you'll, well, well eventually you, know you will solve it and you'll know yes. how. Right. And from then on, if you have a problem, you just pick up the Rubik's Cube, solve Mix it, it once, up, and then, and then, then solve it. Yeah, that's that's your five minutes. Unless you happen to be one of those stupid geniuses who can do it in 27 seconds. I hate those people. I've never run into one, but my son has. I and, saw and... I saw on a video, this little kid, uh, the, the guy messed up the Rubik's Cube, some little uh, oriental kid. Mm-hmm. He sat there and stared at it for two minutes, and then he they blindfolded him, and he solved it. Oh, blindfolded. Wow. It, I was going to say two minutes like, is, is a long time, but yeah. And, and it wasn't like you know six or seven moves. It was it was the the amount of moves it usually takes to solve one. Also, it wasn't like the optimal solution. It was wow, that's interesting. Right. It, it was randomly messed up, and this kid yeah. stared at it for a few minutes and then just solved it now, with see, the blindfold on. My son had knew someone when when I think it's somebody that he knew. Um, who was was part of the the touring group he did with uh, Blue Lake, um, the performing arts. Uh, he went to Europe and, and did a uh, concert tour, and I think it was somebody on that tour. But but he, you know he was one of those who you hand him a randomly messed up Rubik's cube. He spends you know ten to fifteen seconds staring at it, and then in thirty seconds he's got it solved. That's insane. Yeah. So anyway, if you're that kind of person, pick something other than a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we hate you anyway. Um, uh, another big part of getting out of the addiction is uh, getting rid of crap in your home and around around you physically that kind of brings that stuff to mind. I mean, oh, it, right. if you have a problem, then it's it's time to say clean up. Well, see, it used to be you would go through your DVDs or videotapes and get rid of stuff that shouldn't be there. Um, it's a little different now because uh, most people have just subscriptions. So oh, it's right. whatever. It's like, well, yeah, if you want to go onto Amazon Prime and, and you can find mm-hmm. any kind of movie almost. But things on – there there are things, you know, 
around your house that probably caused some sort of temptation for you. You get rid of that stuff. So let me ask this. Does, does it work? Okay, getting rid of the, the, uh, you know, the things that lead into that, that's one thing. Does it work at all for people to say, not only am I going to get rid of this stuff, but I'm going to place around the house, you know, uh, reminders of sacred things, pictures of, you know, the Blessed right. Virgin and, 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 you know, crucifixes in, in certain rooms and, you know, things that, that create an atmosphere of, cause, you know, you wouldn't sit in church, for example, and, and leaf through a Playboy magazine or something like that. Right. You, even if you were going to do it, you'd say, well, I can't do it here. Does it work for people to create that atmosphere in their homes? I mean, have you talked to anybody who's tried that? Yeah, because, um, that's always, that used to be always the first thing I would talk about. And, uh, more than one person has explained it to me this way. By the time you're in that spiral, you're, Mm -hmm. you're just, you're not looking at the objects. You're not. Oh, okay. You no longer see the pictures of, of Mary or the Mm -hmm. crucifix. And it, uh, it doesn't really do much. Okay. However, wearing a scapular. Oh, because it's like on you. It's physical. It's like. Yeah. Mm hmm. Cause, because you wouldn't want to do that with that on. Right. And then there's an action there. You have to take it off. Which itself is, you know, that's it, a, a it, step. It, it makes it, you shame. Yeah. And so. Right. You know. I guess that's, um, that's part of the thing, isn't it? Is, is the more you can create those extra steps that you have to take. Yeah. Every one of those steps is an opportunity to turn back. Right. And in some cases, I mean, I, I don't think, uh, things like, uh, filtering software, I, I personally don't think they really work at all. Mm-hmm. Even, but, even, even by way of just making it, okay, if I'm going to do this, I have to turn off the filter and the, even that. Right. Okay. I, I think that I wondered creating about that. the extra step does make you think a little bit. It's not mm-hmm. going to, it doesn't go very far, but it is an extra step if you have to put in the password because you know you're not supposed to be on that website. Right. Um, we talked about the ritualization and about the fact that often um, the the act itself is no longer sexual. And it's mm-hmm. – right. Uh, the things that drive you to it are often not sexual. Right. Um so for a lot of guys, that's what you would call a trigger. For a lot of guys, you gotta, you gotta find out what your trigger is. Mm-hmm. What kinds of things trigger you? Uh, you know, and, and I've heard all kinds of them fighting with your wife, um, money problems, mm-hmm. which a lot of those you can't do anything about anyway. Right. But you've got to find a way to not have that trigger you. You have to find a way to make that do something else. And again, like you said, you know, having hobbies or having some kind of, some kind of way to take your mind off the triggers or off whatever stress that, that might be causing you to, uh, not causing you, but leading you. Leading it. Yeah. Right. Right. So what about, I don't know how often these, because when you have it, you know, when it's ritualized like that, uh, like you said, there's triggers. But I imagine that a lot of times the the so-called trigger is a predictable 
regularly occurring thing, like part of a evening routine or something like that. Right. So that, yeah, does it ever work? Also. Does it work to try to replace the ritual and develop, you know, it's like, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wait until I'm tempted. And then because I'm tempted, I'm going to do this other thing instead. Instead, what I'm going to do is establish a ritual of every evening at this time, I'm going to do this thing that's going to lead me into a different place than, than where the, you know, my, my bad yeah. habit ritual is later. Does that work for people? Yeah. Yeah, you set up new routines that are going to, uh, for example, I, I mean, a, a, an alcoholic, uh, goes by a certain, uh, say drugstore on his way home every night and he always stops there and buys the alcohol. And it's almost to the point where he can't even go on that street anymore because he knows he's going to end up in the drugstore or the liquor store or whatever to buy, uh, mm-hmm. whatever. But he could, uh, reform some kind of routine where if he has to pass that way on the way home, maybe he uh, stops at somewhere else and does something else. Stop at the church, go in and say a prayer, and mm-hmm. then go home. Things mm-hmm. like that. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, creating creating a new ritual to replace the old one, but with uh, that has better, uh, better habits involved. Right. Um, oh, um, you, you know, I... With all this stuff, um, these are all things that you would do, but I, for the most part, if, if, if you've tried stuff before to stop and you haven't stopped, it is time that you get some help. So what does, what does it, help look like? Cause I know it, like, for example, people who, you know, who are alcoholics, they can find Alcoholics Anonymous. Um, if people who are like, massively addicted to drugs if they can manage to get into one there are dry out programs and you know hospitalizations and stuff like that what does help look like for you can even find like pornography uh, addiction you you can find pornography dry out for rehab uh i don't think that's necessary i think or that it works mm-hmm. um i mean but if you're rich i guess you could do that was like um, you pay someone to lock you up for for two months. Yeah, you, you any check into to... a place, a hospital or something. I, huh. They exist. No kidding. Um, but uh, one thing is is counseling. Again, a lot of that depends on money. But there are groups uh, that like like uh, sexahol anonymous. Okay. I think that's so the name you of said, it. Well, you remember. said that you... There you, are SA groups. Right. You said you formed um, one for the diocese. Like, what, what's... Yeah. Like within the diocese. What's that one called? So, uh, clean of Heart. Okay. Um, but the place I've gone to before that was uh, Celebrate Recovery. Oh, okay. Okay. And there are usually Celebrate Recovery groups in just about every city. So that's a big it's, one. That's like like Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Uh, but it is for anyone with any kind of addiction or hang up. Oh, could be gambling or, or whatever, somewhere. right? So you'll meet a lot of different people in those places, but you'll find more and more there are pornography addicts in those places. I see. Okay. There seem to be a lot of them. Um, I think that's probably one of the better ones because. Uh, they separate the men from the women when they, when they oh, go through their, 
because if know, women are talking about pornography addiction, that's that's just you know titillation. I can't for imagine men. a guy wanting to talk about that in front of a woman. Well, no, and if he's or if he does, woman, it's also it's a turn on. Uh, and if a yeah. woman's talking about it, he's getting turned on by that. That's the wrong kind of atmosphere. Certainly, yeah. yeah. It's not so much the group. It's two things happen. You you meet people in the group mm-hmm. and you become friends with them and you have accountability partners. Okay. And or mentors. Right. Right. So someone, uh, you might report to your group every week and say, yes, I did well. No, I did poorly. But um, if you've, you know, over the weeks you've kind of... Uh, grown to 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 like this guy and and you guys seem to hit it off pretty good you you call each other at the end of each day mm-hmm. or in those cases where i don't know you're you're feeling some kind of temptation and and you know you call him then and say hey i'm i'm not doing too well and if 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 neither of you are alcoholics the, you might call him and say hey can we go out for a drink <laughs> right <laughs> having an accountability partner is probably the biggest thing that'll help Okay. Okay. Having someone you can report to mm-hmm. and someone who will say, well, why'd you do that? And maybe call you out on things like, well, you, even though you didn't do it this time, you know, you shouldn't have been watching that show. It's a bad show. You're going to end up uh, going down the wrong hole. So ah, I see. Um, I see. I, I think out of all the things we've talked about, having an accountability partner is probably the biggest thing, which. So- an accountability partner. For a lot of guys, that's scary. It's well, yeah, but and the, it, the if your if I'm, your addiction is a secret, well, how do you how do you go find an abil- accountability partner if 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 you're kind of stuck in this by yourself and you're alone? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm, what I'm what I'm thinking is that okay, for Catholic guys, you know, all right, when when you sin, you go and confess to a priest. But it sound, But the thing is, maybe some guys are at the point where their confessions are lists of failures to avoid near occasions of sin. Right? You know, we we have mm-hmm. that in our in our act of contrition. I you know I uh, solemnly uh, you know I, I I forget how right. how we even word it. But anyway, uh, I, to avoid the near to avoid the near of occasion sin. of sin. Right? Okay. So you, typically, if you if you failed to avoid a, a near occasion of sin but you didn't actually sin you you generally wouldn't go confess that sounds like right an accountability partner you are confessing that you're you're kind of holding yourself accountable to all of the habits that could lead to the behavior not just when you failed right and it's um it's one of those things where you know you've got a time that you have to talk to that person Mm-hmm. And, you know, as things might progress in a bad direction, you kind of keep that in mind, thinking, well, I'm going to have to tell him that I, I uh, did this today. And, and he's going to say, well, that was that was kind of not going to yell. It's not like you got to yell at each other or anything, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's but just kind of like, calling hey, each other right, out you know, on things. It's like, right. You know, you shouldn't have done that. And, and how are you going to avoid that next time? And right. What, what are you going to do right now to make sure that doesn't happen again? Things like that. So let me ask this. Have you run into guys who have, you know, it's because you've helped out in these groups. Have, are there guys who's, um, who have managed to, um, 
let's say, get their wives involved and make their wives their accountability partner, or does that just not work? That never works. I've talked to guys who have tried, tried that, that? Uh-huh. route, but right. it it just it's not it doesn't work because of a whole lot of different reasons, and it's not always the same reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, I I mean, I talked to one guy. He he, he was going to do that, but he ended up kind of not doing it because he would just lie to his wife because he didn't want her to know because she made such a huge deal of it. Oh, okay. So, it, you know, uh, is, is the wife going to be have the right kind of accountability support? And then if he's always, right. you know, especially if somebody's already in this this addicted state, if if he's, you know, she might get to thinking like, you know, man, wow, you know, you, you look at it, all of this stuff. What you, you must not like what I have to offer or something like that. It could hurt the relationship. Right. And I, yeah, I could see that going in a lot of different bad directions. To be honest, I, I think – well, two things. First of all, um, it's not fair to put the wife in that position. Well, that makes sense. Um, that makes sense. And it, second of all, she's not going to understand – women don't understand men. They just don't. Yeah. And you know what? The same I way bet, we don't understand them. I was going to say, I bet conversely and for for the same reasons but in different ways, it probably wouldn't work for a woman to use her husband as an accountability. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, I've, I've talked to some men who, who, uh, tried it that route and it's like their wives would listen to them and then just say, okay. And then never talk about it again and never really oh, and even not, call them out on things. Not and it's hold like them accountable. Yeah. There's, it, I it's guess that, that obvious that she doesn't thing. even want to hear about it. Yeah. She's, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll do my duty to listen, but I don't want to talk through it. Yeah, that I I could see that being a problem too because it you know because you're you're talking about someone that you're asking to hold you accountable without uh without making it personal I guess is a way to think about it you know so right. like 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 if I've got an an accountability partner um you know Marvin I I want Marvin to hold me accountable but at the same time Marvin's not being personally hurt by my actions. Yeah. You know, it's But when you look at pornography, you are hurting you're violating your wife. That's true. Yeah, and your wife you're is violating being hurt. the it's, marriage. It's, it's impossible it's, for her not to be hurt by that. Even if I I mean, I guess there are some cases where wives don't care and there are cases I've talked to guys whose wives uh were part of the addiction problem. Addiction, where yeah. were uh engaged in pornography with their wives. Right. Uh but like it or not, if you're looking at pornography, you are violating the marriage. Yeah. And, Whether she's uh, with you or not. Yeah. So it just, yeah, it never works out. So, um, okay. Go ahead. Well, I was going to, cause you know, at some point we, you know, we have talked about a, a lot of the physical, psychological, um, and, and maybe a little bit on the emotional, but part of the reason for all of this, I mean, when you talk about, you know, things like alcohol and other stuff like that, it ruins lives. Um, but many of the other things that that fall into this category are things that are in and of themselves not evil, sinful, and so forth. Gambling, uh, drinking, and, and so forth. Pornography is at a different yeah. class by itself. 
And so it seems to me that that in addition to all of this, and 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 maybe there's more to talk about, and we should if if you've got more to say. But in addition to all of this, there's a spiritual dimension that has to come into play here at some point. It 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 definitely does. And I mean, look for I, I guess for 15 years now, I've been listening to men talk about what it did to them, mm-hmm. and um, every single one of them talks about living a double life. And oh, hating see. that side of themselves. Okay. Um, so there's there's the fear of being caught doing it, right? Um, and and kind of living in a constant state of looking over your shoulder, and it that paranoia kind of creeps into the rest of your life, where it's not just about the pornography; you're just paranoid, oh, or you're you're scared perfect. of things yeah. that normally you, you wouldn't you be scared wouldn't even of, care about. I see. Yeah. Um, it's, it does all kinds of things to people. And of course it does ruin lives because, uh, I, I talked to one guy who got fired because of it. Oh, like um, he was doing it at work. Yeah. He's doing wow. it at work. He got yeah. caught. He got fired. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that goes to that. That's uh, an know. embarrassing conversation to have with your wife. Uh, phew, yeah. No I got kidding. fired. And, but, but, you know, that goes exact because, you know, if you're getting fired for doing that at work, it's because there's some kind of policy. And if there's some kind of policy, you know, we we talked last time about the, the stages of addiction and the one stage yeah. being the, the final stage where you're doing things that you would not normally do. It's like you can't even. OK, let's say that you do view it. Let's suppose you don't even particularly, you know, see it as a problem yet, but you can't wait till you get home. You, you got to do it while you're at work. Right. You know? It, yeah. Yeah, wow. it's in, I, you're in pretty bad shape. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, I've, I've talked to two men who uh, had this happen to them, and I can't, I can't tell you whether or not they're being honest with me. I, I kind of think they are being honest with me, but okay. it could be they're not. Um, if you search for pornography – you will find child pornography. Even if you try not to find child pornography, you will find it. Oh, because it's all of a... Because it's there. Piece. When you search yeah. for pictures, they, they come up and right. all kinds of things come up. Mm-hmm. It, it, it appears on your screen, put right. it that way. Right. Once it appears on your screen, it is in your computer. Right, now, because there your, are, your system caches all the images and that kind of... Yeah, the right. web browsers are built that way. Right. And a lot of those websites are monitored by the FBI. Ah, uh, uh-huh. I've talked to two men who have had the FBI show up at their house and uh, almost convict them of viewing child pornography because Just they had because landed on this or that site. Even though now they that say wasn't what it, they were intending to do. Right. Wow. That would so, be another uh, awkward conversation with your wife, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, or I mean, if it's the yeah. FBI, I mean, gosh, you, you know, they, you got to explain that one in court. Uh, in court to your wife. What about your kids? Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I I mean, some very serious things happen because of pornography addiction, mm-hmm. and it it does destroy lives. Yeah, and, and their most wives do care if their husbands are looking at pornography. Not yeah. all of them. Yeah, but. Most of them do, especially if you're in, if you're in a Catholic marriage. 
your wife should care. You know, it's her duty to care. And, and to find out, uh, I've talked to men who have spent four hours per day just looking at pornography. Wow. That's a lot of time. That, man, I mean, that, wow. That, that time could be spent doing so many other things. I was going to say, especially when you think of what could be accomplished in that time. That's a lot right. more than, than cleaning out a desk drawer. Yeah. Yeah. That by then you're talking about relationships that you should be putting time into and are not. Mm-hmm. So you've, whether you want to admit it or not, you've got relationships failing because you're not giving them enough attention, uh, with your kids or with your wife. Right. But, uh, I, I would go back and, and stress that, that, um, if you're, if you're having a problem, you're probably not going to get out of it until you find a way to, uh, talk with other men about it. Right. Or at least one other man. And probably, who, who can, like you, I mean, you, you point out, okay, it doesn't do to just, you know, if you've reached that point where it's, it's an addiction, it doesn't do to just talk to your wife about it, but you probably have to tell your wife about it. Yeah. I, you are going to have to come clean eventually. Yeah. I mean, it's but, like, and honestly, she, this is kind of an awkward thing. She deserves to know in the sense that she owns you. You are not your own. The two become one flesh right. and your body belongs to her. And that includes your eyes You're and your mind. giving away something that's rightfully hers. Yeah. And um, so that's, you know, it seems to me that I would not, to be... however, suggest the first thing you do is just run out and tell your wife. I mean, you got to <laughs> you got to get to a point where you that's, can do that because, uh, yeah, there's a I don't know. It, it's you do have to tell your wife eventually, but it's it's one of those things where um, there might be a better time. So um, so this these... your wife might be in a position where she just can't handle it. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, you've got to consider your wife, too. That's right. So, but what about I, your relationship with God? I mean, what kinds of prayer habits can help, you know, get out of this? And what kind of prayer, I guess, not just prayer, but spiritual attitudes? It's, it's like, okay, once, you know, let's say, you know, you start going to meetings. Take, take an alcoholic. He starts going to Alcoholics Anonymous and he's clean. And, hey, you know, he makes it three months, not a drink. And then, boom, he falls. He has a drink. He goes on a bender. And, you know, he's got to have an attitude that allows him to say, oh, I slipped. I need to get back on it and start going to meetings and start building up again. I imagine that a, right. that there's a similar kind of experience that men with this addiction go through with regard there's, to pornography. Uh... What what's it's the kind attitude of a, that you uh, have to have? There's kind of a pattern. Um, by the time someone's going to a meeting, he's uh, his relationship with God has is such that um, he he might know he's loved, but he feels so despicable that every prayer is either asking God for something or begging for forgiveness. Ah, uh, okay. So There's, he, he's almost impeded from having a a real fruitful yeah, relationship I, yeah. with God. Yeah, I don't. I don't think if a guy's got in that mode, I, I don't think he could have a, a relationship with God. Not a not a not one that's going to uh, fulfill him the way he will be once he conquers it. I see. Okay. And that's also something that every single guy I've talked to, that's, that's one of the main things is their relationship with God 
how it was one thing and then it became something else entirely. Something that they couldn't have even imagined existed. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, uh, like being colorblind your whole life and then suddenly, uh, seeing color. Oh, right. That's the kind of thing most men experience once they've, you know, gotten into a, a recovery mode. I see. Okay. But there's a certain, a, a recovery has to occur before they're even capable of. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't think, I, I mean, so God only though, gives you the grace that you're able to take. Right. And if you're rejecting him constantly, you're not going to be able to take those graces. And so he can't give it to you. Right. Right. So you dig yourself and you, you, you know, by this time, somebody has dug themselves into a, a pit where the, even though it's a drastic spiritual problem, they're not even in a position where they're capable of seeking a spiritual solution to the problem. They they really need help. Right. And, and you might even be in a state level. of grace. You you look at pornography. Oh yeah, uh, if you go to confession every other every night, week, you know, and you go to confession every week or, confession, or even right, every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're in a state of grace, but that doesn't doesn't change that the, doesn't the physical do much for your relationship. Right. Right. And and it's it's like you said, confession is 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 um it's more about, you know, begging forgiveness constantly. It, right. It it just doesn't you don't get as much grace from it. And the thing is you can't heal from it. It's like if you've got a a, a, a wound and um you know, you can put a band aid on it and start healing and if you keep cutting open that wound, it's just never gonna heal. Right. So right. uh if you keep violating yourself this way and you don't allow God to heal you, um yeah, you can have it taped over so it's not bleeding all over, but it it's going to keep festering until you till you stop cutting into it. Right. I see. Well, I uh I think I've said about everything I wanted to say. I There's a lot there. Yeah, oh, we should have warned people. That, <laughs> we should have warned people at the I, beginning that this was going to be another one of those. But, you know, anybody who yeah. listened last week, they probably knew we were going to talk about this this week. Right. And of course, it'll. I mean, the title of it will indicate oh, yeah, that. that. That's so, true. Yeah. Um, so I will link to those two books that I mentioned. Oh right, and maybe uh, on uh, website. If I don't know if any of these groups have websites themselves, or or if there are resources for for guys to reach out to these who who are suffering from this, you know, as an. I addiction. can link to the the Celebrate Recovery, the the Clean the Heart group that I helped start. And a lot of the Catholic ones are are actually anonymous. You you got to find them by word of mouth, basically. It sounds like yeah. The, so uh, our way of communicating to people is through uh, priests mm-hmm. who can hand out uh, the cards. But even if they they can get to the website, I'll link to the website too. They can get to the website. They can call the number. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a vetting process because. Um, and this is why, this is why this wouldn't work in a parish. Mm-hmm. Because every parish has that nosy old lady who oh, right. knows what happens in room B every, every Wednesday night. Right. And she's out there and so and anyone's seen going cars there. cars are in the parking lot it, and so on and so forth. Right right, right. 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 So that makes sense. So it's one of those deals where it, it really is confidential and anonymous. And it, uh, we're not allowed to even talk about 
when the meetings are mm-hmm. outside the meetings. <clears throat> I see. But I, I will link to all those groups. Okay. Um, about uh, current events, we're seems like we're still stuck. <sighs> yeah. Did you I, hear? Are we ever gonna the the you know uh, you know what liberals remind me of anymore? I so Trump you know was giving his update and and he's talking about how okay you know they are finding some some you know chemicals that can kill the virus very quickly and he's like okay good you know let's let's keep on the research and and find out whether there we can find something that might be applicable and you know to to you know accomplish along the same lines but not be toxic for humans and you know whatever it is i forget the exact wording but the thing is so all these liberals jump all over and say that oh Trump's advocating people inject themselves with Lysol. I heard that. I I so didn't. Do you know? I mean, are they really that stupid? Liberals today are reminding me of the people in the future in Idiocracy in their inability to just <laughs> get. The, you know, they, that's what they remind me of. Water, uh, <laughs> like from the toilet. Bingo! Exactly. I never saw no plants growing out of no toilet. That's what they remind me of. <laughs> if they're that stupid, I'd say so. But I, they, nobody can be that stupid. No, nobody thinks it's that just, Trump thinks you should inject, inject yourself with exactly. Lysol. Exactly. That's my point. It's like okay, what? So you're like purposely choosing to sound that stupid. <laughs> you know, a, another thing I I hear like when you've got teenagers who who for some reason want to excuse certain behavior, the kind of stupid oh, arguments they the come excuses up with they have. to, to yeah. try to act as if for some reason they're justified or for some reason you ought to let this go, things like that. Mm-hmm. It, those kinds of arguments where it's like. You don't think that. You just want me to think that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that's that that's a good way to put it. <laughs> but uh I'm still working. I'm assuming you're still working. I am still working. Actually, my company is in a good position. Uh we do, you know, software for medical devices. I've actually worked on software specifically for COVID-19 assays. Um that's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, our our company is in good shape. I'm I'm not hurting at all, and it pains me to to know that there are people who are out there unable to pay their rent and and so forth. Yeah, um, I don't yeah, know what I'd do if I was in that position. It it bothers me. I feel like there's this huge injustice, but it's not happening to me. Yeah, but I want to go. I want to go scream at people because it is happening. Mm-hmm. It's just. I want to I want to sound like it's personal even though it's not because it it just bothers me so much that there's so many people being hurt by this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean in a way it is personal, but you know in 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 the sense that that we we have duties to each other, you know? Yeah. So I Yeah, you know. it's it's like uh like like abortion, I mean, you know, we got to speak up for people who can't speak up. Right. But it uh I was going to go to the Columbus protest, but um, it's all the way in Columbus, and that's oh, a two-hour drive, and right, I don't right. really have a car that could make it on my own. So, um, but it's—I don't know what to say. We've already said everything about it. Yeah, it's still the same old, same old. It's like countries getting used to it almost. 
I know. That's what I mean. People are talking about. They're using the term "the new normal." It's like, yeah, that's wait a minute, what? terrible. You're, you're you're wanting to take the stupid behaviors that we've developed here and turn them into normalized behaviors. That's absurd. Every it's like the whole world went crazy. Yeah. Now I did I did buy some cotton masks which I am tie dyeing. Because oh. I like tie dyeing. <laughs> so I'm gonna sell cotton tie dyed masks. Oh even I though hope I you think make a, wearing a mask is I hope stupid. You, uh, I hope you make some hay on that. That that would be awesome. <laughs> um I, I, I they announced Joe I got uh Go ahead. Terry found a thing on uh Bones Coffee, which I like their various coffees. And uh, she got me a, like a sampler for Christmas and stuff like that. But anyway, she found that they they're selling like special masks. Like they'll put one in yeah. free with your coffee order. So I had her go ahead and order some coffee just in case they have like <laughs> when I go back to work if there's a protocol I can have a Bones coffee mask. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, some of the places I go into, I'm not allowed in unless I wear a mask. Ah, uh, yeah. So, so you kind of gotta have uh, something. I'll have them with me. And can readily uh, sell them to right. anyone who wanted to buy them. Um, Joe Biden wins the Wyoming caucuses. I don't even know why they're. I don't know why that's. I didn't. He's not running against anyone. Yeah. So who who else what does it mean win? to win? It's, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he. He's. Uh, so we do. Do I we think some he, kind of interview? Is he the one him. who's gonna? Do we think he? He he's probably gonna be the one, right? So come November, it's gonna be Biden. Yes. I don't. I mean, I thought Cuomo was going to go for it, but doesn't uh, seem to be. I don't. I don't know. It's weird. He unless they he's get trying him in to these be like interviews a... and he starts rambling, and he it's obvious he doesn't know what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. I I don't think anyone's going to run against Trump. That would be sweet. It'd be weird though. It'd be weird, but, but yeah. imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a presidential election where nobody runs. That because would be. Yeah. The Democrats stole the election from the one guy who might uh, have enough enthusiasm behind him to put a dent in Trump's numbers. Um, I'm talking about uh, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Yeah, which is they, weird. They he's like a and, and he's like a relic. He's a dinosaur, both in terms right. of his his thinking and the fact of his age. And yet he's got all these enthusiastic followers. Why didn't the Democrats put him in their front line? I mean, right. I, I know how the, I know they... how the caucuses work. Everyone who is a hopeful is is hoping that they're going to be the one in front line. I know, but but if you wanted to, yeah. you know, if you wanted to say now is the time for every good man to come to the aid of his party, well, if the Democrats are going to be that good man, it made more sense for them to back Bernie than than anyone else. Right. Except they think. See, to the Democrats, Bernie is the Trump. Is oh, the you liberal think? Trump. Okay. He's anti-establishment. He's very anti-establishment, but he's full socialist. Yeah, I know. But a lot of these people don't really care about socialism. They care about uh, holding on to their jobs as uh, irrelevant bureaucrats and stuff like that. Mm, good point. And there's talk that he might end some of those things uh, and put in more more aggressive right. uh, socialists but anyway um, Trump announced that of course that he's going to end uh, 
immigration to the United States. I guess that's from all, from everywhere. It's just standing immigration. For the time. Right. Yeah. Um, of course, there's some liberal you know the out there. Thing is, there's some liberal out there who's saying, you know, Trump's going to stop immigration forever, I'm sure. The thing is, one of the things he cited was the, the fact that, um, was for jobs. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the liberal thing for jobs is that the immigrants take the jobs that no one else wants. Yeah. But now that we got 60 million people out of work. That ain't going to be true. Those specific jobs need to be there if for it ever Americans. Was true. I, I don't even believe that that was ever I know. true. I know it wasn't true. I, there's a podcast called Red Pilled America. Oh yeah, they did a story about that. Yeah, kind of dove into the, these, had two different podcasts actually dove into the, uh, the whole, uh, the whole lie about American, uh, immigrants doing the jobs that Americans didn't want to do. Right. And, and they're not, they're taking good jobs. They're taking IT jobs. Mm hmm. Illegal immigrants. Yeah. It's, uh, oh well. Um, okay. The, I don't quite understand this. Um, so from the Hubble telescope, we, we found that this, uh, there's an interstellar comet. Okay. Borisov contains large amounts of carbon monoxide and hydrogen cyanide. Okay. Um, the new, the findings suggest that the object was formed in the cold outer region of its planetary system. Why do we think that's not our system? Is it, is that spiraling uh, around? They're saying it's interstellar, meaning it has no planetary system. But then they talk about when when I go in and look at more about that uh, comet. Hold on, let me let me see if I can find it. I think uh, I think the reason they they say that it's not from our solar system is that it it's not in orbit around the sun. It merely passed through it, passed close to it. And the composition seems to be has very a different than heliocentric anything in- orbital eccentricity of three point three six. What's it? What's an orbital eccentricity? What's a heliocentric orbital eccentricity? Well, okay, so the eccentricity, you know how things aren't in a perfect circular orbit. Instead, yeah. Well, they. The eccentricity, you can think of it as the amount of stretch in the orbit. Like the more it's stretched out, like, and comets tend to have a high eccentricity. So they come really, really, really close to the sun and then they go out really, 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 really far in an extremely stretched elliptical. That's eccentricity. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this right now to, to determine whether, uh, whether this is Maybe. in orbit, because there's a there's an eccentricity where, um, and and I don't know how to interpret the the number as an eccentricity value, but a thing can can be in an elliptical orbit, or it can be a thing that passes close to a star or you know some other gravitational body, and and it was doesn't have turned. a returning orbit. It 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 okay. actually has what's called a hyperbolic orbit. The the okay, path forms I, a I, hyperbola. Yeah. Now I don't know whether this Borisov is one of those. Well, I guess it is because they're saying it's uh, interstellar. It was one of the first interstellar uh, uh, comets ever found. Okay, it was the first, I think. So they're thinking that it, it developed in another solar system, which 
because of the composition of the gases, it seems to be like it couldn't have developed in ours and then was somehow kicked out of orbit around that star and wanders about and sometimes gets attracted to a star enough to do a, a pass-by. I guess that's what they're saying. How are we tracking this thing if it's that far away? Uh, how close did it come to the sun? I don't know. I'm trying to find that. Uh, this close, less, less than 186 million miles. So it, it got within 186 million miles of the sun. So that was, uh, around, like, uh, close to Earth's orbit, right? No, I don't, well, I Not don't think Earth, so. Mars. Okay, according to the thing I'm looking at, it, it came just, just on the outside of Mars orbit. Okay, I'm just looking up Mars orbital distance. 228, uh, no, no, that's kilometers. Damn Come on. kilometers. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at its, its diagram and it looks like it came, uh, between Jupiter and Mars. I, actually between the asteroid you know belt and Mars. Let me just add miles to my, Google search. Well, wait a minute. Is that, are they saying this is where so, it is now? So Mars, it's not even at its closest yet. Mars orbit is 154 million miles. And this orbit, or would you say the closest it had gotten? It said 186. So not quite as close as okay. or Mars's orbit. So, like, yeah. it, it might have passed <laughs> um, outside of, like, between Mars and Jupiter, for example. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So, what did you say the eccentricity was? Three point something? Three point, uh, three six. I don't know what that means though. So, so basically zero is a perfectly circular orbit. Um, oh. anything between okay. zero and one is an elliptical orbit. One is a parabolic escape orbit, so it's only gonna pass once. And anything greater than one is a hyperbolic orbit. So this is a true wandering comet. Okay. It came close, you know, closer than Jupiter, not quite as close as Mars, and then it's off to other stars. Yeah. According to its, you know, okay. trajectory of momentum and stuff like that. I think we're talking about this too long. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. okay, all of you, you now know more than you ever wanted to know about orbital eccentricities. <laughs> all right, now, but it's still Missouri cool has filed a... Huh? Yeah, it is cool. Uh, Missouri filed a lawsuit against the Chinese government. Oh, seriously? Okay. I don't get things How like this happen that? over the epidemic. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that I guess they're lying about it at first, and then the fact that they were hoarding masks. Um, that China was okay. Instead of suing China, why don't we make? Why don't they sue the the countries or the companies? Who sent them to China instead of to us? Like, uh, 3M. Didn't 3M do that? Oh, did they? Especially if they're American companies. Yeah. They should be They were making a bunch us. and, and, uh, this is after, uh, Trump had called this in a, a crisis mm -hmm. and had ordered companies to start making them. And they were making them and sending them to China. If well, I don't do that, send the, if I remember that story send right. Send the leftovers to China. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why aren't they suing? Yeah. Send the used ones to of, China. Uh, you know, how can you sue China? And why can you say that China was wrong? I mean, you know. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they, they, they're watching out for themselves. Sure, I mean, you would expect them to do that. That's that's not. It's what we should be doing. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not what we should be doing, but no, but it's, the whole thing's kind of silly. Um, I get. Man, I wonder if things like that is just like a couple lawyers who want to get famous. Oh, yeah, something stupid in court. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Uh, seven people killed in uh, some tornadoes. More tornadoes. More tornadoes. Wow. Yeah. By the way, I had another opportunity. Um, we talked about tornadoes uh, last time. I had another opportunity to drive by that city, Moores, Mooresville. Yeah. Uh, and I drove all the way around the downtown, and, and I was right. The tornado touched down in downtown, destroyed it, and left. There was no path. Tornadoes do weird things. Yeah. See, we... Like, we... It's not like we live in Tornado Alley, but... Tornadoes often uh, are around us mm-hmm. here in Cincinnati, so we end up talking like like if we were from Florida, we'd be talking about hurricanes. Right, but, right. Um, we see a lot of tornadoes. They usually don't hit actually Cincinnati because they don't hit big cities usually, but uh, we see a lot of them, so we talk a lot about them. Um, so Facebook has removed pseudoscience and conspiracy theory. As options for targeted ads. Huh. It's kind of weird. For, so what does that mean? Like if you run a, if you run so a if conspiracy I, if theory I, site, you're not allowed to place ads? No. If, if I'm, uh, if I want to draw people to my website, mm-hmm. um, and I say every time a person types this in, show my ad. Okay. I can't use conspiracy theories or pseudoscience as, Ways to draw people to my website with their ads. Oh, really? Okay. That's kind of weird. That's, That's kind of dumb. That, that is dumb. It's if like, you're typing in pseudoscience, you probably already know that it's misinformation. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're if you're if you're typing typing in perpetual motion, you're probably trying to do some historical research on people who have tried perpetual motion machines. Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Oh well. Uh. Trump signed over another $310 billion to the Small Business Paycheck Protection Program. Oh, that's good. You know, that made a lot more, that makes a lot more sense than those. uh, Did you get a check, a uh, so-called stimulus check? Are you going to get one? Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't get a check. It just, it just showed up in the bank. Vicky, yeah. We're like, we're like, we, we have always lived paycheck to paycheck. And so vicky goes to the store she wants to buy something and she has to you know check do i have enough money to buy this jug of milk right and she called me up and she's like eric there's four thousand dollars in the account where did we get four thousand dollars i had to i thought she was wrong i had to log in to the bank check account. it out i'm like oh wow okay, okay. A big old wad of money there <laughs> Hey, did you hear about that guy that had like $2.8 million? He went to do a withdrawal uh, at an ATM and he did a balance check first on the receipt. It said, and he's, he's got the receipt. He had like $2.8 million, but like within a couple of hours, the mistake had been found. And I think like a whole bunch of check, of stimulus checks had gone into his bank account or something. Did he, did he try to withdraw it or? No, but he called the, he, he saw it and then he called the bank and, and by the time, you know, they, you know, by the time they were figuring they were out, it. it had already been reversed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Huh. But he's got That'd a cool. he's got an actual printed that receipt. receipt that he can show. Yeah. For for a couple right. hours, I was a millionaire. 
<laughs> That'd be awesome. All right, that's it for the news. Not quite. We got. Not quite. I got. got some I got, nonsense. I got news. some nonsense news. This is okay. This is all Corona related. Um, first of all, I. You know how it's like in nature. You have certain uh, things that you you don't think about, but like for example, um, you know certain animals like scavengers go in and eat dead animals so that and that's why we don't have a bunch of dead animals around and stuff like that um yeah well apparently tourists clean up beaches from seashells and so <laughs> tourists clean up what beaches so north carolina's outer banks beaches which we've been to you remember we took a vacation down oh. to the outer banks and so well, they've got these seashells all over the beach because people aren't going to the beaches because of the coronavirus. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, and they've got some pictures like, wow, I didn't ever realize people, you know, tourists were so important in, yeah. uh, in that regard. Have you, are you going to do one about the zoos? No, what about the zoos? Have you heard about the zoos? Uh-uh, I have not. What about them? Well, first of all, they're finding that the animals, especially the the primates, are kind lonely of lonely. They just depressed. They're sad. Yeah, yeah, they're depressed because they rely on they um, see all the people. Yeah, why not? Yeah, that makes sense. And a lot of animals, like you know, they usually let peacocks and other animals wander around roam mm-hmm. free, yep. and those uh, those, especially the birds. What we should say is kind of. Uh, so, is this zoos in general, or like? Because I know that they do this at the Cincinnati Zoo. Yeah, it is in general. Okay, I didn't know. Most if all of them do that. They that. have okay, certain yeah. animals: geese, peacocks, mm-hmm. things like that that just kind of wander around the park. Right. Um, but they are. There were certain areas that they wouldn't go because people were always there. Oh, right. Well, now they're getting those areas, and they the workers have to walk through the park. It's actually become some zoos are actually hiring their workers to just walk through the park and act like visitors <laughs> to keep the but animals they get to these parts where their the, normal habits the peacocks and the geese are chasing them because they've decided to take over these areas like, hey, that people normally are they've got a little bit more uh, more boldness there yeah <laughs> that's funny it's kind of weird. Okay, so yeah, that's that another way that people uh, serve a, a natural purpose that you don't think about. Yeah. All right, so this one uh, is from Oregon, and all right, Oregon is. Uh, I, I still need to to do. Uh, I, I my blog post about my trip to Washington, which right at the beginning of the whole coronavirus thing, I went to Washington, flew back through Seattle. Oh, that's right. While I was up there, I visited Oregon. And here's what's funny. Um, So in Oregon, um, if you, uh, I guess this is a state law, and this is just, you know, shows stupid liberals live out in Oregon, I guess. I don't know. But a state law, and this is like, you know, you you might go and just kind of go in order to experience this bizarreness if you have a if you get a bag to put your stuff in like you go to a store you buy something stores are required to charge you for the bags to put stuff in you know like grocery bags and stuff like that no matter how insignificant the bag is the state requires stores to charge you 
for grocery bags the or state or bags. Yes, it's a state law. It's like That's you go so weird. Exactly. I mean, it's you you go to the the northwest and it's like okay, it's the home of Bigfoot and bag charge laws because they're both just as weird except the bag charge laws are real yeah so anyway that's not the story the story just shows how the liberals who come up with these laws are also the kinds of liberals who look to government authorities to help them with everything including wiping their ass the Oregon police oh, no. had to send a Facebook message to remind residents, if you run out of toilet paper, don't call 911. No. <laughs> That's the headline. Did someone call 911 because they <laughs> ran out of toilet paper? The Facebook post is, here's the quote, it's hard to believe that we even have to post this. Do not call 911 just because you ran out of toilet paper. The department told residents wow. in a reminder post to posted to Facebook last weekend, you will survive without our assurance. This is liberals. I can't find a way to you wipe know, my butt. Let me call 911. It, it's, it's sad that there are people in America who are at that point. Yeah. Who really think that the government is, is there to solve that everything. kind of problem. Exactly. That's insane. But you know what? We did the thing on the toilets last week and, and, and about the, yeah. the bidets with the, the, the little squirters that squirt the water up and clean you off and stuff. Maybe, maybe Oregon's going to have a big surge of, you know. That would solve the problem that would. with toilet that's, paper. That's right. That's right. And then the toilet paper companies will go out of business because people don't need it anymore. Yeah. Which I, I, I saw I'm it. not, you know, I'm not looking forward to that. I, I don't want any business to go out of business, but you know. Do you remember the whole <clears throat> spotted owl fiasco? When the spotted owls, we weren't allowed to log a certain area because the spotted owls would die. And then they found out the spotted owls were just fine. They'll make their home anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I remember but, that. Uh, it was a big, it I was a fiasco, this, just like you said. Yeah, I was, uh, back, way back then, I was driving on the highway and I got behind this truck and, uh, it was, it was a logging truck, I think. Uh huh. And the, but the bumper sticker said, Paper products no longer available. Wipe your ass with a spotted owl. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, this last one. Did, you saw the movie The Naked Gun, right? Leslie Nielsen? No, I never saw that. You never saw that one? It's not The Naked Gun. It's Naked Gun, isn't it? I think it's called The Naked Gun. Okay, I'll, I'm going to look it up real quick just to make sure yeah we gotta look that up because it had naked gun and the naked gun two and a half yeah it's called the the naked, the gun. naked gun 1988 okay yeah, so, but you never saw that okay. one huh i don't i don't think so okay anyway if i did it's so long ago that i don't remember it so i wish you had actually seen that because you'd know the reference then anyway so that's how the way you'll have to go see that then so this yeah. this last one and this is the last one i have for the night an arkansas family creates a hanging blanket for pandemic-friendly hugs. They took a shower curtain and put a couple of arms into the shower curtain. And if you want a hug, you can put on this Corona condom. Wow. Corona condom, I'm going to call it, for lack of a better word. Corona and condoms. then you can hug safely. Okay, I you know, instead of practicing safe sex, you can practice safe hugs, I guess, now. It's I so don't weird. think it gets any zanier okay. than that. 
<laughs> what a note. See, here's the thing. You know me. I am the king of social distancing. Yeah, I mean, you, you're uh, not... Me and Dale... Yeah. <laughs> me and Dale were talking about it uh, last night, or not the other night, and um, I can actually count on one hand the number of people I have hugged in the past five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how seldom I touch people i just don't like to be touched but Uh, this whole thing is so bizarre yeah the the way people have it's it's just weird i i I would call this a phenomenon Mm -hmm. yeah i i think it is i don't don't get it i don't understand it yeah it's like and i don't know if this is if if it's just born out of fear or if if there's something else weird about it that like maybe maybe this is a part of the development of uh, the cultural move to social di- uh, social uh, websites oh like where you know people I mean? get all like of their everybody social... got addicted to yeah Facebook it's like all of their relationship instead of talking to each other is on Facebook instead of we, interpersonal we film things yeah yeah it's that... like it if you go meet a, per, a a famous person, instead of talking to that person, you you film it. Mm-hmm. Instead of living in the moment, you record it. Yeah. And maybe this is like the next step. Almost like an evolutionary thing. Right. This, like maybe it was going to happen anyway, even without this coronavirus. Maybe another virus was going to, maybe it would have had, people would have started doing the same thing with the flu or yeah, something. I, I don't know. It, it's it's. I don't think it's healthy it's though. It's weird. How... I'm allowed to social distance, but other people should. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like <laughs> you should be the oddball for doing that. <laughs> and up right, up until, I was always the weirdo until two because I wouldn't touch were. anyone. <laughs> Everybody thought, talked about how weird Eric is. He doesn't like touching people. Yeah, so stay away from Eric. Exactly. But. Now everybody's doing yeah, that. Yeah, you know that. I don't like it one bit. No, no, it's it's it, that's my thing. It's not only and I want it to well, stay yeah, my right. thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's uh, it's bizarre and and I, yeah, it's it's definitely not healthy. <laughs> yeah. All right, is that all we got? That is all I've got. All right, guys. Well. Think about what we said. And circle the beads. And circle the beads. Keep praying. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.